Hello, this is Reverend Terry Goodman. I'm the Director of Clergy Services and Secretary of the Holston Conference, and I'm happy that you're letting me join in with you in one of your North Alabama ministries. I want to tell you about my spiritual life. I tend to have a rather eclectic approach to my spirituality. I approach my relationship with God from a variety of ways, and when it comes to prayer, I find myself drawn to the offices of daily prayer. I am thankful for the late Phyllis Tickle, who introduced me to this concept and by bringing it to a Protestant audience through her numerous books. I have in front of me right now one of her shortest works, The Divine Hours Pocket Edition. It's just over 100 pages in length, but manages to provide an office of prayer for each of the traditional hours of the day. The office of midnight, office of the night watch, the office of dawn, the morning office, the midday office, the vespers office, and finally, the office of complying. She does this so that there are seven offices for each of the seven days of the week. In our own United Methodist hymnal, we have two of these offices. We call them an order for morning praise and prayer and an order for evening praise and prayer. To be honest, I wasn't exactly sure how to approach all the readings of the week, so I want to take a different approach. Rather than discussing some of the passages, I would like to instead use them as parts of the office of morning prayer. Using Ms. Tickle's rubric, I will insert some of the text for this week in the appropriate place. Specifically, I will be using portions of Psalm 103 and John chapter 11. Oh, by the way, I also like to chant and sing certain portions of the office. Occasionally, I get a little off-key doing this a cappella, so I ask you to indulge me in my private prayer practice made public for you to hear. We begin with the call to prayer. A short verse from Psalm 150, verse 6. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord, hallelujah. Next, we enter into God's presence with this request from Psalm 31, 2. Incline your ear to me, make haste to help me. Then we have the greeting, which on the day I was using was the familiar words of the Gloria Patri. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, it is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. We also have a series of refrains in the morning lessons, which will be repeated three different times. They come to us from Psalm 71, verse 21. You strengthen me more and more, you enfold and comfort me. As the morning reading... I've chosen a portion of this week's gospel lesson from John chapter 11. Hear now these words. A certain man, Lazarus, was ill. He was from Bethany, the village of Mary, and his sister Martha. This was the Mary who anointed the Lord with fragrant oil and wiped his feet with her hair. Her brother Lazarus was ill. So the sister sent words to Jesus, saying, Lord, the one whom you love is ill. When he heard this, Jesus said, This illness isn't fatal. It's for the glory of God, so that God's Son can be glorified through it. Jesus loved Martha, her sister, and Lazarus. When he heard that Lazarus was ill, he stayed where he was. After two days, he said to the disciples, Let's return to Judea again. 
Jumping to verse 17, when Jesus arrived, he found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb for four days. Bethany was a little less than two miles from Jerusalem. Many Jews had come to comfort Martha and Mary after their brother's death. When Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went to meet him while Mary remained in the house. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother wouldn't have died. Even now, I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give you. Jesus told her, your brother will rise again. Martha replied, I know that he will rise in the resurrection on the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me will live even though they die. Everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? She replied, Yes, Lord. I believe that you are the Christ, God's Son, the one who is coming into the world. After she said this, she went and spoke privately to her sister Mary. The teacher is here and he's calling for you. When Mary heard this, she got up and quickly went to Jesus. He hadn't entered the village, but was still in the place where Martha had met him. When the Jews who were comforting Mary in the house saw her get up quickly and leave, they followed her. They assumed she was going to mourn at the tomb. When Mary arrived where Jesus was and saw him, she fell at his feet and said, Lord, if you had been here, my brother wouldn't have died. When Jesus saw her crying and the Jews who had come with her crying also, he was deeply disturbed and troubled. He asked, where have you laid him? And they replied, come and see. Jesus began to cry. The Jews said, see how much he loved him? But some of them said, he healed the eyes of the man born blind. Couldn't he have kept Lazarus from dying? Jesus was deeply disturbed again when he came to the tomb. It was a cave and a stone covered the entrance. Jesus said, remove the stone. Martha, the sister of the dead man, said, Lord, the smell will be awful. He's been dead four days. Jesus replied, didn't I tell you that if you believe, you will see God's glory? So they removed the stone. Jesus looked up and said, Father, thank you for hearing me. I know you always hear me. I say this for the benefit of the crowd standing here so that they will believe that you sent me. Having said this, Jesus shouted with a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The dead man came out, his feet bound and his hands tied and his face covered with a cloth. Jesus said to them, Untie him and let him go. The word of the Lord for the people of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Again, now we hear the refrain. You strengthen me more and more. You enfold and comfort me. We now transition to the morning psalm, which is from our weekly reading, Psalm 103, verses 1 to 5. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless God's holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all God's benefits. Who forgives your iniquity? Who heals all your diseases? Who redeems your life from the pit? Who crowns you with steadfast love and mercy? Who satisfies you with good as long as you live, so that your youth is renewed like the eagles? For a final time, then, we hear the refrain. 
You strengthen me more and more. You enfold and comfort me. And we repeat the Gloria Patri. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, it is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Join with me now in saying the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those that trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. We then have a prayer appointed for the day, which would be read at each of the day's offices. May we pray. O Lord, you have taught us that without love, whatever we do is worth nothing. Send your Holy Spirit and pour into my heart your greatest gift, which is love, the true bond of peace and of all virtue, without which whoever lives is accounted dead before you. Grant this for the sake of your only Son, Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Finally, we close the office of morning prayer with the concluding prayer of the church, which varies from office to office throughout the day. Lord God, Almighty and everlasting,